Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 23rd of March. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. And thanks again to all those people that came along last night to the Sydney Members Night. We had a great time. All right. Well, let's kick things off, as always, with the scores on the doors. And, of course, it was a big night last night for the U.S. markets with Federal Reserve Chief uh, Jerome Powell coming out with the much-anticipated 25 basis point rise in interest rates, taking it up to that 475 to 5% band. And we'll get onto that in a minute and what it means for the markets, perhaps. But the Dow Jones closed down 530 points, or 1.63%, 32,030. It had a high of 201 points. It had a low of 540 points down. So you can see that basically towards the end of the session, the market did throw in the towel on the comments from Jerome Powell. And also, possibly more importantly, the comments from Janet Yellen. As I say, we will get onto that in a minute. The Nasdaq was down 1.6%, 190 points, 11,670. The S&P 500 couldn't hold that 4,000 level in the face of everything. It was actually the worst performer. No middle for diddle for the S&P 500. We were down 1.65%, 66 points, 39.37. The fixed volatility index was up 4.1%. Not exactly the most spectacular rise but certainly uh, back on the ascendancy. SPY futures and the ASX down 52 points. We were up 60 yesterday. We're going to be down 52 today if all things go according to the SPY plan. Down 0.7 of a percent. So one day up, one day down at the moment. uh, That is very much the way of things. The S&P 500, for those that are interested, is back to where it was two days ago. So a lot of noise, a lot of... uh, range trading going on at the moment, a lot of uh, fear and greed happening and a lot of knee-jerk reactions to various things and that's something we'll get onto. In terms of European markets last night, the stock 600 was up a whole point or 0.15%, FTSE was up 0.4%, Germany up 0.14%, France up 0.3%, Spain down 0.4%. Looking at US stocks last night, we had Apple down 0.9, Meta down 1.2%. We had Google down 1.5, Microsoft down 0.5, Amazon down 1.9, Tesla down 3.3, Netflix down 3.9. And the banks are coming under some pressure again in the US. JP Morgan down 2.6, Citigroup down 3, Goldman Sachs down 1.1%, Bank of America 3.3% down, Wells Fargo similar amount, and Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was down a big 6.2%. Looking at European banks, which has been the epicentre of the issues, we did get UBS down 3.7%. They had a good rally yesterday. Barclays were down slightly, and NatWest was down 2.2%. CBA in overseas trade, not that it trades a lot overseas, but it does trade overseas, was down 0.12 of a percent. U.S. 10-year yields fell 15 basis points, 3.453. That is the good news. That is good news. U.S. 2 years 
uh, were down 21.9 basis points, 3.958. The Aussie 10-year is back down to 3.242. The US dollar index fell nearly 0.9 of a percent. The Aussie dollar was up smidgling 66.84, and the Bitcoin rally has come to a shuddering halt, and there is news out this morning on crypto with Coinbase in trouble uh, with the authorities uh, now. So that is uh, interesting. They, SEC have warned Coinbase of potential security charges. So that is potentially part of the derailment of the crypto story. As far as uh, metals go on the LME, we had copper up 1.1, nickel up 0.2, Aluminium up 0.8, zinc up 0.1, lead up 0.7, and ton up 0.8. Probably mostly those rises are on the back of the fact that we did see uh, the US dollar come off. Uh, Iron ore pretty much unchanged. Lithium continues to struggle uh, down 2.3% according to our numbers. Coal uh, down a little bit as well, down around 2%. In the oil market, we did see a little bit of buying there. Texas, uh, West Texas was up 1.9% of $1.31, Brent crude not doing quite so well, up only 0.58 of a percent, 44 cents to 75.74. And with all this weakness in the US dollar, it was only natural, as they say, for the US, for the US gold price to push higher, 1.4% higher, $27.30, back up to 1967.3. So maybe we'll have another go at that 2000 level if we continue to see a bit of unrest in US markets. Silver was up 2.5%. Looking at miners overseas, BHP in ADR terms was down 1.2%. Rio down one4 freeport McMoran down 1.1%. Alcoa down 4.4%. Tech up 0.5%. Anglo up 0.1%. Glencore up 0.4%. And Arbomile in the lithium space down 3.1%. But last night, as we already stated, it was all about the Federal Reserve and that 25 basis points. And what Powell said afterwards, the 25 basis points, was seen as a bit of a, a dovish hike, if there is such a thing. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a dove? Is it a hawk? Well, initially it was seen as a dovish hike, um, as uh, the Dow was looking okay. Uh, he made some comments along the lines of financial conditions seem to have tightened, and probably probably by more than the traditional indexes say. He also calling for uh, more hikes as necessary, and certainly taking a pause, well maybe the pause is on the table, but certainly cuts seem to be off the table. Uh, and the uh, Fed Reserve chief said that tighter financial conditions caused by more stringent lending decisions from banks could have a similar impact as further rate hikes from the Fed. So that was some good news there. They will be closely monitoring incoming information and assess the implications for monetary policy. So the market certainly has uh, been looking for cuts later this year. That was Part of the narrative that had been driving the U.S. market higher with all this financial turmoil in their regional banks and elsewhere in Europe, or at least in Switzerland, that maybe there were cuts on the table. But you do get the feeling that maybe uh, that is not part of the Fed's playbook at the moment. And uh, although they are forecasting just one more rate hike this year, so we're certainly closer to the end, 
than we are at the beginning or halfway through. And there are a few signs in the statements uh, that came out uh, that uh, the analysts have gone through and have gone through with the red writing and crossed out some of the stuff that has changed after the two-day meeting. But certainly there is a feeling that maybe cuts, or at least the Federal Reserve says that maybe cuts are a little bit premature, but we'll see how we go. What did possibly more of the damage in terms of the market reaction was this uh, implied belief, which looks to be fallacious, that Janet Yellen uh, would uh, backstop pretty much blanket insurance for banking deposits. She ruled that out. She said the FDIC was not considering providing blanket insurance for banking deposits. This was made at a hearing of the US Senate Appropriations Subcommittee. So Janet Yellen may have been the reason for that swoon, especially towards the end of the session, as that accelerated as she ruled out a blanket insurance for banking deposits. So that is certainly something to bear in mind. In other news last night, we did see, uh, this is late breaking actually, uh, the SEC issued crypto exchange Coinbase a Wells notice, whatever a Wells notice is. I'm sure US followers will know what a Wells notice is. Maybe I could ask my new friend at ChatGPT. Uh, they warned the exchange that it identified potential violations of US security laws. Meanwhile, the guy that paid $4.6 million to have lunch with Warren Buffett, a gentleman by the name of Justin Sun, uh, has not done too well by the SEC. $4.6 million for lunch with Warren uh, is a lot of money. Uh, he has just also been charged uh, by the, N, uh, the SEC um, with um, security violations, fraud and other security law violations, along with Lindsay Lowen. So he's in good company there. Maybe not so much the parent trap as the crypto trap. And we did get some news out from the UK uh, in terms of their inflation rate, unexpectedly jumped in February as food and energy bills continue to rise. It rose the CPI by an increase of 10.4%, which was above the 9.9% consensus forecast. And I have to say, I'm pretty happy with my decision 34 years ago to emigrate to Australia. All right, turning to local news, we do have Brickworks earnings out this morning. Uh, that is certainly something that we will be looking at today. Record adjusted half-year profits lifted its dividend 5% to 23 cents. And uh, for the half-year, it boasted a record adjusted net profit of 410 million. Sales up 13% to 584 million. So not a bad effort from them. We also have uh, accounts that uh, PBH, uh, which is PointsBet, it says that... Um, Industry sources have told the uh, Sydney Morning Herald that negotiations are close to being finalised for better, B-E-T-R. Why can't these people spell? Uh, it's close to finalising negotiations to acquire PointsBet Australia businesses. So that will be interesting today to see how that one goes. In other news out of Australia, Baron Joey has downgraded Dexas. Um, not exactly spectacular news unless you're a REITs investor. Sheffield Resources is raising $3.35 million and a one for 14 entitlement offer at $0.50. Cents. OFX, uh, that is the foreign exchange group, has reported preliminary FY EBITDA $62 million, which is pretty much bang in line with 62.1 that the markets were going for. 
57 to 65 was the range. And Newcrest has been out and about talking to Instos about the joys of Newcrest and the attractions of Newcrest. You get the feeling they should have been presenting actually to Newmont, which is supposed to be in merger discussions with Newcrest, uh, rather than talking to institutions. It does appear that there has been little engagement between Newcrest and Newmont. Not a lot happening, as the Elvis song said many years ago. A little less conversation, a little more action, I think, is required from Newcrest and Newmont on that merger. So that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. As I said earlier, Spy Futures down 52 points. We may see a little bit of bright shining light coming from the gold sector today. But generally, we're going to give back some of those gains that we've made in the last couple of days, as has the US market. There will be lots of commentary, lots of talking heads talking about the move from Powell with 25 basis points, what it all means whether it is a bird, whether it is a plane. But Janet Yellen's comments were probably a little bit to blame for that 500-odd point fall, but we are only back to where we were a couple of days ago. So I don't think the, the ground has shifted that dramatically. But that's it. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. Question of the day today. Should TikTok be banned in Australia? Maybe a little bit of a contentious question, but should it be banned in Australia? Certainly some moves to ban it elsewhere, not just from government blueberries or blackberries rather, but uh, maybe from the general public as well. So should TikTok be banned? Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.